Hello and welcome back to The Culture, a true crime cult themed podcast where each week I tell my co-host Mark about a cult I am obsessing over or just a religion I'm obsessing over. How are you doing, Mark? I'm good. Feeling good, looking good, living good. Uh, <laughs> good. Um, so today I'm really excited to talk to you about this group. Um, this group is called Christian Science or the Church of Christ Scientist. Have you ever heard of this? I haven't. Heard of combinations of those two words, but I don't think I know what this is. Right. Lots of people confuse this with Scientology. Way different. This is not Tom Cruise. Not Tom Cruise, not Travolta. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So following in line kind of with last week's episode of an American group in the early to mid 1800s, we're going to progress a little further into American history, but not too far. So um, we're going to go back to the 1870s um, with a woman named, named Mary Baker Eddy. Okay. So. You're probably asking, who's Mary Baker Eddy? That's exactly what I'm asking. I know. I'm a mind reader. Now I am a medium. So so Mary Baker Eddy was this woman, and she was born in 1821 in New Hampshire. She grew up in a farmhouse that they followed the Christian religion, specifically Protestant Congregationalist. So they were into Calvinism and... That kind of stuff. Shout out to all my Protestants. (laughs) And, uh, well, Mary, she didn't like Calvinism. She didn't like that idea. So she rejected that. But, you know, Mary had kind of a tough life. Um, She was ill most of her childhood. So she was bedridden most of the time. And because of that, she was just like reading the Bible all day, every day. That's all she did. Fun. So, okay, Mary gets older. She's still sick, but she gets married a couple of times. Well, more than a couple, I guess. Um, so the first first time she gets married, she marries this guy, George, George Glover. And <laughs> <laughs> he was a contractor. Anyways, he dies before their child is born. Kind of has bad luck with some relationships. He dies before she dies. Oh yeah, she's sick. She dies till he's she. She doesn't die until she's like ninety. So she really couldn't have been that sick. I don't We're know. Maybe like, she had like, like a chronic illness that weak maybe immune like, system, sniffles. Uh, or... It doesn't specify what she had. I feel like people that were getting sick in that time were just dying. Right. Like you could die from a lot less. Well, than but maybe she now. had like nerve pain or something like that. Or like, she was a baby. Maybe. So <laughs> that's definitely a possibility, but. Yeah, so anyway, she marries George, he dies. Then she marries Daniel. He's a dentist, Daniel Patterson. But Daniel's a cheater, 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 pumpkin eater. And he leaves her because he's off canoodling with others. And they divorce in 1873. Then she has her third husband, Asa Gilbert Eddy, um, who actually was one of her followers. But... He dies five years later, too. So I'm a little bit of me, and I'm like, is she murdering these guys? <laughs> or at least terrible luck, at the very least. <laughs> right. Maybe just really profoundly bad uh To go through three chances. back then, that's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. Before I feel like it 1900. Was a, it was like a one and done. Right. 
No, she was a modern woman. She was something. <laughs> so yeah. So anyway, she's always sick. Her whole life, she's always been sick. So Mary was always searching for some healing methods that could help her beyond like prescription medicine at the time, which really wasn't a thing. You know, they were prescribing cocaine. <laughs> right. At the time, it, so. it was a whiskey and bite down on this belt. <laughs> right. While I saw your arm off. <laughs> yeah, literally. So she didn't want to do that. So she would try all these different things. She tried hydrotherapy, like water flushing. She tried hypnosis. Shout out to our last episode. She tried dieting to get rid of her problems. Sounds like a lot of women today. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And um, she also kind of messed around with placebo stuff. Like she would, okay, so she would practice like diluting certain medications to the point of ineffectiveness and see how people would still respond though. So she's giving them to people. Well, to herself and to others. Yeah. Well, she but she already knows well. that they're placebo. Yeah, but she but she was still feeling changes in it. So she, this kind of started getting her mindset into, okay, I think our mind is stronger than our our body. Sure. Okay? Like the mind over matter kind of idea, which this will become like the main idea behind Christian science. So there, okay. So this is painting the picture for how she got there mentally. She's done it. So she knows it works. Exactly. Okay. I like to say she was the Gwyneth Paltrow of her time trying all these alternative medicines. I'm not sure that's the title that you want. (laughs) Listen, the internet had a field day (laughs) with homegirl last year. Yeah. Well, she got a lot of issues too. She, uh, um, Mary was like harassed. They spread rumors about her. They called her insane, especially because she was a religious leader and a woman at the time. But also maybe just whack. I don't know. But also a double whammy. Right. Double whammy. Okay. So she's sick her whole life. Now she's 40 something. And in 1866, she's walking down the street. She eats it on some ice. <laughs> And she gets some really bad injuries to where they think she's going to die. I don't know what. Like, I don't... This is what is, was annoying to me about uh, researching this. They're not specific at all. I think that's kind of the point. It's annoying, though. I know, but... but yes. Saying you're sick all the time, saying you're almost close to death, but not actually telling it, it makes for super cool, miraculous stories when it does go away. Right. Exactly. Vagueness so, is key. Yeah. So she is hurt. And she's 44. Everybody thinks she's going to die because she's already made it past the average lifespan of that time anyways. So anyways, what is she doing laying in her bed? She's reading her Bible. And she was really interested in reading about the Bible stories where Jesus healed people. And so this one day after she's been injured on the ice, she reads this Bible verse of Jesus uh, healing someone again. Which miracle? I don't know because they didn't specify. But uh, supposedly she read this. Poof, she's healed. Just like that. Right. And now this is when she says she discovered Christian science. It was, it was illuminated to her mm-hmm. in this verse. So... For some time after that, she starts going around, being a healer. She tells people that she can teach them to heal themselves just like Jesus did. 
she's like making moves. In 1875, she publishes her book, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures. This is one of the two main texts that this church reads as their spiritual doctrines. How big is, is this book? Oh, uh, that's pamphlet? a good question. No, it's a book. Okay. They call it a textbook. From her one experience, we have a textbook now. Well, she studied the Bible in depth for about like 10 years and, and just was like writing on her experiences and all these things. Yeah, but yeah. Have you read this? No. Can you get a copy of it still? Yeah. All right. Yeah. So then in 1879, Mary establishes the Church of Christ Scientist, and it was pretty popular during its time. Uh, today, mm, not so much, but um, we'll get into that a little later. Any questions? So, so New Hampshire far? base. We're still in New Hampshire. Uh, no, she moved around. She moved to like uh, Massachusetts. Why is it the Northeast that Man, has all cold. the weirdos? They're cold and they're bored. I feel like every movement yeah. that I've even vaguely heard of is like, yeah, it's kind of a northeast. Started in the northeast, but came if, from the northeast. If you also just think about it, you know, I mean, we were there first, I guess. Right. So there weren't a lot of states. The history, like this, is where people settled. Yeah, but I think you're. I think it's the cold. <laughs> I think you're right. I definitely think that there is an element of of climate that contributes to people's behavior. I mean, you should know that. I, I do know this, <laughs> but I don't automatically think cold equals, you know, let's start religious movements. True. But you are bored, right? It's like, right. should we do a puzzle or should we start the religion? <laughs> let's go with the let's religion. Let's do a religion. Yeah, <laughs> that one's going to make us more money. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, I continue. Okay, so let's talk about their basic beliefs. And I have cited them from their own website here. Okay, so the Bible is the guide to eternal life. All right, that's pretty normal. Uh, for Christian sex. Um, they worship God the Father. They acknowledge Jesus and Christ and the Holy Spirit. But they're not Trinitarian in the same way mainstream Christians are. Jesus healed me, mm -hmm. but he's not as important as God. Yeah. She loves herself some New Testament. So then she, do so then she doesn't. She doesn't what? New Testament thought. They acknowledge that Jesus was real. Right. But the Trinity is just not a thing. It's not that it's not a thing. It's like, it's, it's kind of weird. Like she, the way that they kind of describe it and talk about Jesus is like he's separate from Christ. Like, I thought his name was Jesus Christ. Uh, First name Jesus, last name Christ. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. Um, but Jesus, he, his, what am I saying? Okay. They, they see Jesus and Christ as these two different things, like Jesus as the man and Christ as the... Got it. So not 100% God, 100% man. We're talking about a separation taking place. Yeah. Got you, got you, got you. Okay. I don't really know the full extent to it, but that's the way I kind of perceived it. Okay. So they also acknowledge Jesus's atonement. So, you know, him dying on the cross. And they call him the way shower. Have you ever heard this phrasing? Heard the way... Right. Way, truth, and the life, right? No one comes to the Father except through right. me. The way shower. Yes. No, it sounds like he's a, a guide. Right. Right. And, and that's kind of how it sounds like that's, that's how they what perceive they do him. It. Yeah, that makes sense. Like that he was a person who was very much in touch with God, and he demonstrated these healing things, and so can you. He showed 
And maybe that's where they can get the separation of like, so can you. Right. It becomes very difficult to say, hey, you could do this too when you know that you're not God. True. Right? You don't recognize that 100%. True. So. um, The way shower. Yeah. So the way shower. So like I said, there's kind of this really big emphasis on Jesus's ability to heal the sick. There's a big emphasis on this. Like Christian science is known for their focus on healing. Which there's a couple of examples. I mean, New Testament, full of examples of Jesus healing. Right. But there's also other stuff too. So they're going to say, but the healing stuff though. Yes. That's what we're hanging our hat on. Yeah. And that's why people come to us. And again, similar to last week, you already have that that positivity fallacy of this is going to be better. Right. I can talk to the dead. I can now heal myself. Like you want it to, you do want it to be true. I would love to think that I could heal people. Right. Or yourself. Or myself too. Yeah. Myself first and then others. Let's be (laughs) honest. We're all pretty selfish. Yeah. So, okay. So this is also weird. Okay. They don't have a pastor at their churches. Their pastor is their books. So the Bible and that book she wrote, Science and Health with the Key to the Scriptures. That's what they call the pastor. So on like a on a Sunday service, a person's gonna go to what they call the reading room. That's where their buildings are. That's what their be- buildings are called. Sit on the magic carpet. <laughs> Crisscross applesauce. <laughs> That's what the reading room reminds me of. Reading room reminds me of reading. Yeah, rainbow. I also get that vibe too. <laughs> so Anyways, they're going to go to the reading room, and there's going to be a lesson, sermon given on these texts. Who's speaking? Readers. Not pastors. Not pastors. So just randos. Randos. So, yeah, step up. Who wants to read the section um, yeah, from like, whatever today? It, there's not a lot of centralized power from okay. what I'm understanding in this. Which seems odd for a group like this. Right. Centralized well, power is key. That will change as we progress through time, but yeah. So, anyways, they basically read their texts and they share about their healings and so on and so forth. Okay, so here's another thing that they say. This is on their website. We acknowledge that the crucifixion of Jesus and his resurrection served to uplift faith to understand eternal life, even the allness of soul, spirit, and the nothingness of matter. I get real confused. That's a lot. Right. I, you had me the first half, and then you lost me the second half. Well, it just sounds like Jesus did this to be like, let's uplift everybody's faith. And the last part, no, is it the nothingness of matter? Yes. What does that mean? Well, we'll get into it. But basically, it means that Mary Baker Eddy's belief was that all of this, all material things, our bodies, everything, is not real. It Matrix. is nothing. Low key. Okay. So, so if you want to heal yourself, you have to just acknowledge that truth, and then you don't have disease because there is no disease because there is no body because this is all the matrix. We're just pulling back the curtain in Oz. Yes. Got it. Yes. Okay. So another thing they say is, uh, we solemnly promise to watch and pray for that mind to be in us, which was also in Christ Jesus, to do unto others as we would have them do unto us, and to be merciful, just, and pure. 
Okay. I thought, I mean, that sounds really nice. The one part I thought was interesting was the word mind. Have the mind of Jesus. I've, I've just, I've never heard that kind of phrasing before in the Christian groups I've encountered prior. Yeah. I think you get, you know, have the heart right. of Jesus or have the love of Jesus or the grace of, right? Yeah. Mind isn't usually something that they bring, but I think that even just hearing that, I'm, I shrug my shoulders like, oh, that's not, right. it's not crazy. And I think no. that's what you want. If you're pulling from Christian communities, mm-hmm. you can't give them something that's just so far left field True. that they're like, wait, this goes against everything I've exactly. ever heard my whole life. It's like, oh, I've never heard that version before. Exactly. I can kind of get behind that. Like if you said, hey, pray that you have the mind of Christ today. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, that's not a bad thing. Like I'm right. all in on that. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, she wasn't super well received by the mainstream churches. That's why she made her own church. But yeah, uh, for sure, you don't want to go too far left. And in a lot of ways, they're not. They're just a Christian sect, but in other ways, some of their kinds of uh, beliefs can lead to some really damaging behaviors, in my opinion. So we'll get into that in a minute. Okay, so back to Christian science. That sounds like a, what, oxymoron? It sounds like a, a, I'm trying to please everyone. (laughs) True. So they have this like section on their website that says, Christian and science? How? Or something along those lines. So good. Pamphlet written. Yes. So it says that the reason why they're Christian is because they believe in Jesus Christ and love and God as this infinite being. Okay. This is the part where they say it makes it into science, which... Loosely. Let's hear what you think about this. Sure. So they say the spiritual laws of love really scientific already, Mm -hmm. that Jesus used to heal the sickness and sin can be used reliably and proven. They can be proven. Well, you have to to be science. According to them. And this is what makes it a science. Because it can be proven. Yeah. Where, where though? I really want to see that. Says proven. So (laughs) So it's a science. The spiritual love of Jesus. It's just funny they chose the word science. I don't know what, how that gives you more legitimacy. Unless you can actually show it. Right. I, I don't know. That, it just seems like an odd choice of words. But I think maybe back then, since science really still was a burgeoning thing, maybe it was easier to kind of bastardize that term. I mean, I guess that's true. I mean, hindsight for sure. We look at it now and we're like, nothing about that is scientific. But right. at the time, I mean, again, we're, we're right. giving people cocaine as medicine. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. maybe this is science. Right. So, okay, so a lot of people, they join this church because they hear about the healing methods. So you got a lot of sick people in the congregation. 30% of them are over 65, they're congregants. Trying to stay alive. Right. So here's how you heal yourself. I'm interested. According to them. As I'm ill. Okay. So you become aware of the truth with a capital T. The Jesus truth? The whole truth? Nothing but the truth? No, no. Weigh the truth in the life? (laughs) Sort of. Okay. Okay. You become aware of the truth, which is that we are immaterial, meaning that we don't actually have a body. And like I said before, therefore, sickness, 
and disease is not really a thing. It's a figment of our weird illusion that we're all in right now. So if you pray and you focus on Jesus and you focus on this fact that, in fact, we are not real, basically, we can instantly be healed. Just like Mary was when she read the story of Jesus in the Bible, healing someone. If I don't heal, I didn't fault. pray hard enough. Yeah. I didn't believe enough. It's on me. This is well, proven. This is science. <laughs> yeah. So it doesn't, I didn't, obviously, I didn't find that anywhere on their uh, that, pamphlet. That, that's logic. Right. 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 And if it does work, it's see, I told you. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't, well, you just didn't try hard enough. So, yeah. So there is this um, article I read by this woman whose father passed away from this because of his neglect to get medical care. Real medical care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, we'll get more into that in a minute. But um, what she was saying is that lots of people will stay in this because the claims are really large. So even when there isn't healing, they do what you just kind of explained. They blame themselves that they're wrong. They didn't do well enough. They didn't trust in the truth enough or whatever, rather than condemning the the, pra- the beliefs or the teachings. And so you just keep going. Yeah. And you keep going back and you keep praying. And you right. keep praying and you keep praying. Right. So here's where things get weird for me. Okay. I don't like, I don't get good vibes, I guess you could say, when I go to a church's website and they have video testimonies of people. I just get weird vibes. I don't like it. The anecdotal is not good for you? No. I'm like, why are you trying to sell me on this? Because other cults do that too. And I'm not saying this is a cult necessarily, but they have these websites or these uh, videos on their website of men and women who have been healed and the story of their healing. Proving that the science is real. Yeah. It, uh, I mean... I watched them both. I Are wasn't you a convinced. <laughs> you think they're still hurt? Um, or they were never sick in the first I place? Think, I think that they were hurt, but I don't think that, I think that sometimes random things happen. That, that chaos is the way of life. You know what I mean? And that, like, my personal belief is just that sometimes funky things happen and we can't account for that. I think I'm more interested in what type of, the, the word sickness. I'm more interested in what, are, are we talking cancer? Are we talking a cold? No. Are we, these people in these testimonies, one was a burn victim, had a third of his body burned. The other one got into a really bad accident, car accident, and shouldn't have, I guess, made it out, but was like fine. And the burn victim, 100% good. Woke up one day, all gone. He just focused on Jesus. He was praying, praying, and... He was like, I'm better than they say I am. And he just got out of the bed. and. So maybe there's something about attitude and right. um, how that can affect your trajectory. Well, right. So, like, I mean, if we're talking about this from a psychological point of view, there is a lot of power that our mind is able to exert over our body. There is. Now, some people may label that as God intervening. Others may say that's just the product of our brain, you know? Yeah, I think it's, it's, 
it's an influencer though. Like the idea, like, because I've had a bad injury before and there are days where I'm like, I can't beat this. Like, I'm just mm-hmm. not going to be able to get up and do this again. Right. And on those days, you're right. You feel way worse. Mm-hmm. But then there's other days where you wake up and you're like, you know what? Maybe I am bigger than this. Maybe I'm better than this. Maybe through God, maybe through myself, maybe right. through whatever, I can make it. And on those days, I promise you, you're going to do more than you ever thought that you could. For sure. So that is the sweet spot, I think, of this place because you get that intermixing of all three of those things, self-determinism, mm-hmm. religion, um, obviously a little bit of dedication mm-hmm. and determination. Like I'm praying more. I'm focused. I'm focusing on this. A lot of times right. we have so many distractions going on that we don't focus on what we need to focus on. Right. So it makes sense why it's picking up. Yeah. And why a lot of people were really drawn to this, because even what you said, distraction, that's key with pain, pain reduction. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're distracted, it's going to make it a lot easier for you to get through the day and not be worried about your pain and so on and so forth. So if you're praying all day, well, you're distracted. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Okay. So anyways, let's talk about some of their... Uh, controversial practices. So Christian science has like, you could almost call them like nursing homes, kind of. Like places for the older people to go live? I don't know that it's necessarily for old people alone, but they have these places where people who are sick can go. And like stay. not a hospital, but not a... Right. But are they doing medical care? Um, well, well they, they call them Christian science nurses, okay? These are not no medical R- nurses. No RNs. No. Okay. I mean, maybe they are, but they're just Christian scientists, but I doubt that because it kind of contradicts. Right. They wouldn't be going to nursing school if they were Christian scientists. Right, because they believe in you the don't power need of it. prayer. Right. right. Okay. So they say in their uh, website that this practical care by the nurses is carried out with prayer wisdom and skill, supporting the patient's decision to rely on Christian science for healing, which includes treatment by prayer, generally from a journal-listed Christian science practitioner. Here's what's crazy. Medicare covers this. As like an alternative medicine? like Yeah, like as a medical Equating this facility. as the same thing as like Eastern practices? I don't know, but like, like... So the woman, her name's Caroline Frazier. I took some information from her article about how her dad had passed. And he had went to a facility run by Christian scientists and met, like, while he was basically dying and Medicare paid for it. Almost like hospice care. So they're just paying, like, your rent, like, to live there. Or whatever whatever they charge you. Right. Like, because you're not paying for medication. No. Maybe that's where they get it. This is cheaper than paying for medication. It is. It is actually. It is cheaper. Well, then that makes total sense why they would cover right. that. They would say, this is your choice. Yeah. It's, it's a crazy choice, but this is your choice. Yeah. And it's going to be cheaper in the long run for us because you're not costing us doctor's visits and medication and actual hospice care. Right. So this is a place to go to die slowly. Yeah. That's super sad. It is really sad. And it's really sad, the story that this woman wrote about her dad. And we'll talk about that in a minute. But let me get back to the Christian science nurses. So the basic things that they're doing are like washing the person, cleaning their bandages, and feeding them. And Frazier, she said, 
this is a quote from her. She said, instead of giving them medicine, they engage in bizarre practices such as leaving food on the mouths of patients who cannot eat. They provide no assistance for those who are having trouble breathing, administer no painkillers, react to no emergencies. Do not resuscitate is their default, but some of these facilities and the incompetent care they provide are covered by Medicare, the U.S. National Health Care Insurance Program. That's so, crazy. Yeah. Like, that's today? Today. Like, that sounds like a nursing home from 1860. Right. It's sad. It's sad because a lot of people have died. Is anyone being healed? Well, they say, yeah. I, but there are testimonies and stories. of There's like, still my testimonies dad, happening. Like my dad came in and then my dad walked out. I mean, there has to be for, that to, for this thing to exist at all. But their church membership is declining rapidly in, in the modern age. That's, that's key, I think, the modern age. Right. Like. There are so many things that we can do now, and there's so many ways that we can help people. Right. Prayer is important. I do feel that. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's a lot of significant power in things that can happen, and healing can occur. Right. But you also have to put that on yourself to, like, are you doing everything that you can do? Right. Yeah, you're limiting yourself a lot. These are across the country, across the world, northeast? Uh, across the country. It's about... It's like I said, it's declining a lot today. There's only about a thousand churches as of 2018, so it's getting small. But there's one in our town. Wow, I did not know about that. Yeah. So, okay. So this Fraser woman, she's really angry. Her, the tone of her article was very, I'm pissed. When was this? When was the article? The article was written, uh, it's looked pretty recently. It was a Guardian article. Okay, so it's not, this isn't like from no, 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 1930. No. no, this is recently okay. because she was citing things from 2010, 2018. Okay. Um, and her, so she was raised as a Christian scientist, and um, so were her family members, generation after generation. And like I said earlier, she said that many in her family stayed even when they weren't healed because they just blamed it on themselves. Um, she kind of, she kind of uh, picks on the founder, Eddie, for emphasizing things like life and love and truth with capital L and capital T, and she calls these capitalized generalities, which I thought was funny. Um, and she discusses how the founder really discouraged people from using medicines or even vitamins and that they should rely solely on the power of prayer. And here's the thing for me. This is my thought with all of this. When we detach ourselves from our bodies, that's a really kind of scary world, I feel, to an extent, because you're not you. So now everything you know is really not real. And so anything could be real if you're told it by your leader. Yeah, that's like the biggest fear, right? right. Everyone even today fears that this everything is assimilation. Right. And it scares everyone to death because what if it was? Like everything that you hold dear, mm -hmm. you, you hold it dear because you know it to be true. Right. And then someone comes along and says, it's not true. Right. 
you felt like your entire existence is a lie. And that I, I just think that that's like it's a very vulnerable place to be in mentally. Yeah, because what do you? Who do you turn to? Where's right. what's your rock? Right. So, yeah. So, anyways, uh, back to kind of the church's relationship to now. Uh, the American Medical Association has actually had several battles against the church, but because of the First Amendment rights of freedom of religion, they have often lost. Here's a fun fact. Under a certain president, there was lots of Christian scientists in his administration. Can you guess? Really? Yes. Oh, I don't know. He Re was conservative. Okay. Recent or not so recent? Not so recent, but not like so old you wouldn't know them. That is so left field crazy. Political history is not my jam. I don't know who I would be like, oh, yeah, that t makes total sense. Hit me with it. Nixon. Okay. Yeah. I Okay. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't make sense, but m maybe it kind of but does. But it kind of does. Don't... It kind of does. That's strange. He, that? he wasn't. I don't think he was a Christian scientist, but he was into, I think, alternative healing practices. He's a strange cat. He was a strange cat. <laughs> There's a lot going on there. Yo, yeah. Um, so, but because of this, because of him having all these people in his admin, this led to a lot of widespread religious exemptions in the law from things like vaccinations, from things like baby examinations. And, you know, some people would say that's great. Other people would say, but this caused a measles outbreak, a diphtheria outbreak, and a polio outbreak in Christian science communities in the 70s. Which that makes total laws. sense. Right. And many babies have died and children have died because parents have not. It's not neglect, but it's. No, and some have been charged. With neglect. Yeah, I mean, kind. I mean, that's you, because like you, they haven't you, taken them to. You know better, right? It's been proven to be better, right? This is the science part of it. This is yeah. where you can't claim that yeah. science from a hundred years ago. Yeah, and you did nothing, mm -hmm. and prayer didn't stop measles, right? And now your baby's dead, or or pneumonia, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, that's super sad. I mean, yeah. yeah, at some point, parents need to be held responsible for that, right? And over fifty people have been charged for neglect who were Christian scientists throughout time, um, which in 2010, this may or may not have led to the leaders of the church kind of flipping their script and saying that it is no longer a mandate to not receive medical care, that you can, and it's not going against the beliefs. It softened up a little bit. Yeah. They didn't apologize for anything happening before yeah. because of it. But they did say... It's evolved. It's okay now. Sure. They've gotten better. Right. But here's the thing. A lot of OG yeah. Christian scientists are Still. like, heck no, tech no. Yeah. We don't do that. So like this woman, Caroline Frazier's dad, he developed gangrene. <sighs> so he went to one of these Christian science facilities run by Christian science nurses quotes mm -hmm. and his foot fell off this is the worst experiment 
in yeah, the it's worst. Gnarly. After the foot falls off, right. you're going to have to give me some medicine. No, he didn't. He's like, it's just not me. It's just not enough. I didn't pray enough. This I didn't guy pray enough. just like, he just, I don't know. He was committed to that belief. So his daughter in this essay wrote, basically, he was disintegrating onto the floor and was becoming ooze. That's the way she described it. Nasty. And she had to clean it up. Oh, that is the worst. Yeah. And you're sitting there watching this happen to your father. Right, and you can't and, do anything. And, and he's not going to do anything about it. And you can't force them to do anything. How is it even in existence after that story comes out? Like, that's it. Like, nail in the coffin, you're done. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it just wasn't widespread enough. You're ooze. Yeah, you're oozing. People don't ooze <laughs> in this it's day just, and age. That's so disgusting. Like, just I can just picture the, yeah. the smell. It's... And then people, like, if I'm in the next room, I'm like, uh. Johnny Zuzan. Yeah. The, <laughs> the ooze is pouring. I smell something oozy. How do you, like, well, he's just not trying hard enough, but I'm going to go ahead think, and keep trying with I mine. I don't know. I, I mean, maybe they rationalize it like it's your time to go then. That, but that's totally different. That's even in regular medical world. Right. Like, hey, it's, we're not going to last forever. Right. Like, it's just your time. Like, yeah. it's super unfortunate and super sad, and it's one of the hardest things for people to deal with. But there's a difference between we did everything we could <laughs> and he's <laughs> oozing. I don't know why that phrasing gets me, but it does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. And, the, you know, she was really pissed in the article. She was like, my dad didn't have to die, you know. Um, so, funny enough, I have some members of my family, extended family, that are Christian scientists. And what has your experience been? Um, I mean, they're pretty nice. They're normal. They're they're good people. I mean, I don't think that they're. It's a different way of thinking, right? But it's it's not outwardly expressed towards anybody else, right? I think it's I think that like, so for them, my immediate the closest cousins I have that are Christian scientists, the way it was perceived from my point of view, at least, they're not people who aren't going to go get medical care. Oh, so they're new school cats. Yeah. New school cats just sound like they're prayer warriors. <laughs> yeah, Have you heard of those people, yeah, right? Yeah, you heard yeah. that phrase before? Right. That's, that's not, I mean. But my cousin's mother. Old, old school, school cat. Yes. She wouldn't take medicine. Okay. Um, and she would discourage others from taking medicine, but she wouldn't prevent them from doing it. I mean, I'm going to say minus the old school experience, it's. It's not too far from a lot of other Christian sects. For sure, for sure. Which is why I'm not necessarily claiming that this is a cult. I'm, I'm not. Um, but these kinds of beliefs, like I or this group or whatever can heal you or can give you X or Y, this is a common theme in cults. And though this isn't one, it kind of sets the stage for ones later because I mean, even look at the televangelists on TV sometimes that mm -hmm. are saying, come up here, we're going to heal you. Right. I mean, they're kind of culty too, you right. know, and it's kind of based on that And they would idea. never claim that. They're Christians. Of course not, but they are. 
They're profiting off people. And you're getting, again, this is the whole point is, is building on the backs of those that came before you. Right. We're seeing what people are willing to do. Right. They're seeing that if you just tweak the idea enough and right. don't go crazy left field, you're going to get those fringe people anyway. Right. You get enough fringies, and all of a sudden you have a whole new group of po- new population that's all in. Yeah. And then it just keeps going and keeps going. You know, it, the numbers are decreasing, right? But that's probably because a lot of the old school cats are dying out. I could easily see yeah. this being able to hold. If you're new school and if you're, hey, get medical attention, but also seriously, the power of prayer is a real thing. Right. This It can heal. God can do miraculous things. I, I don't see why it would ever disappear unless they just refolded themselves into mainstream Christian culture right. in, a, in a different sect. And we're leading yeah. the prayer meetings every Wednesday. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. I do think that there needs to be a rebranding for the 21st century for them if they want to continue. Like separate from like, hey, this is not... You're going to hear the stories. You're going to hear the old kind of wise right. tales like this is what it was. That's not who we are anymore. Right. I don't know. I just think... Christian Science 2.0. Okay, like when I went to... I, I've been to a reading room. I went with my cousins. And the vibe was... I don't know. It was really dark in there. It wasn't a lively experience, I remember. Very cold. Um, which is very different from my tradition that I grew up in. Greek Orthodox Christian, which is singing, bright colors, a lot of smells. Noise. Standing up, sitting down. You're doing... All the senses are engaged. Yeah. This is the opposite. This is calm, cool, collected. Right. I don't know. I just think... I think that... Well, another reason is that a lot of them are old. Right. A lot of them are dying. And what's interesting, too, here's some demographics about them, the church. They're mainly white. Okay. I could have predicted that. 70% female. Very interesting. That's a lot. Yeah. I wonder what that is. Maybe because it's a female founded? Yeah, I, I guess. But, you know, that's like saying that Jesus was a male, so they should be super heavy on the male side. Like, after a couple of generations, yeah. I feel like you lose the nostalgia True. of, like, the f- women live longer? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Women aren't as big of babies as men are when we get sick. I'll <laughs> True, be the first we have better like, power over our bodies. <laughs> right, you're stronger mentally. Yeah. I totally get that. Probably. Right. That's actually probably it. I mean, stronger suck it up, mentally. Buttercup. Like, that's a girl thing. True. I get the sniffles. I'm out for a couple of weeks at least. I know. My dad, whenever he would be sick, he was the biggest freaking baby in the whole world. It's not fair. It hurts. Um. Well, when your mom has chronic illness and your dad has a cold <laughs> and he's belly aching. Oh, well, the cold is new. The chronic illness <laughs> you're used matter. to by now. It doesn't matter. Chronic illness makes it the new normal. Yeah. Okay. So also almost half of their uh, followers are college educated. That surprises me. It doesn't surprise me at all. You will learn as you continue this podcast with me. Most people who join cults are educated. I guess it's sort of maybe an archaic type of thought that like, oh, that's only a stupid person would do that or only an educated person would know that. And in fact, people who are educated, highly educated, sometimes are the most prone to these groups because they think they're too smart. That's true. That's the other side of it, I guess. Yeah. I can see that. Proud 
a pride to it. Okay, a couple more random facts. Um, they don't like coffee or alcohol or drinking, and they say that if you go to the reading room, you're just not going to need it anymore. You'll just feel miraculously healed of that one. Okay, well, that I actually kind of buy into a little bit. What? I, I do think that there is this notion that do you have the energy. Like, people that say, like, oh, I need coffee in the morning oh, or I can't function. Well, you, you don't. You don't. True, but there's also physiological addictions that well of happen. course and there is caffeine that's a literal thing right. but i i i'm i'm on, i'm all in on that okay like okay. hey maybe you should go uh, maybe maybe <laughs> i found what i've been missing okay here's a really random fact and then we're, we're gonna be done but they leaders of the church wanted to make an intergalactic reading room they wanted to put it on the mirror space station that never happened. Oh, man. But they were, wanted to do it. But then, see, like, this is where it's like, but nothing, bro, you're making it weird. Like, you could have had it. Where you could have had it. People are going to get confused with Scientology with you because right. you're already similarly sounding. Right. Now you're wanting to go intergalactic. Who's in charge of marketing? Somebody really no dropped idea. the ball on that. I feel like with some good marketing, some cool colors, and maybe some uniforms, a couple of these things could really hit. <laughs> Well, now you're getting real culty with uniforms. I know, but cool ones, though. <laughs> I feel like people are missing missing opportunities by, like, uh, as soon as you said intergalactic, I'd have been like, stop. We, we can't do that. Yeah. What are we talking about here? Right. Let's focus on Earth. True. And we're going to be okay. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I should apply. Maybe you should Maybe the mark. I could be the marketing director for these crew. Yeah, you should. If you're listening, hit me up. <laughs> Look for so, me on LinkedIn. Yeah. So what do you think? Scale of one to ten. It's like a two. Too, I, th yeah. I think I'm okay. I I'm mean, it's easing you into this. This, this is great. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I'm finding out things. You think it's spookier than a spiritualism? Uh, a little. You said oozing. <laughs> <laughs> oozing is what got me. Oozing. Yeah, I mean, I'm okay with knocking knuckles and 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 doing those things, <laughs> these fake seances. But we're, yeah. we're we're getting into a little bit of of interesting territory. I do feel like going this route is helping is going to help me down the road understand why some of these ideas can stick right like oh i can see that because that literally happened 50 years earlier right. and it stuck with these people or 100 years yeah or 100 years or whatever mm -hmm. it was so yeah i'm 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 still i'm still happy i'm good awesome. i'll still sleep tonight oh that's good i'm glad you won't have nightmares like me last night no i will be okay i think all right guys well that is it for episode two of the culture Join us next week for another helping of the culture Kool-Aid. See ya. See ya. The accounts and statistics mentioned on this episode on Christian science come from christianscience.com, The Guardian article by Caroline Frazier, Mary Baker Eddy uh, from the National Women's History Museum by Arlisha R. Norwood, also the marybakeretty.library.com, and a little article from Jeffrey Shallot on the demographics of Christian scientists. Thanks.